Last week, we were in the wilderness with that fur-coated cousin of Jesus, John the Baptizer, who was disrupting our lives with words like, repent, confess, renew. And I encouraged us to dwell in the wilderness, to move from places of prestige and power and seek those places that are more simple, places of wonder, places of surprise, perhaps with the posture of the open hands and the listening heart, so that we might press into the promises of Advent to sing and pray of the arriving one. O come, O come, Emmanuel. We know we can't force your hand to make you show up So we sing and pray, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Meet us in these dark and wintry days. And do that work, nurture in us that invisible work, in us, amongst us, that might birth and bear good fruit. That good fruit that John so passionately pleaded for in last week's story. He was so fiery back then, so confident, boldly baptizing, his eyes brimming with fire, crying out, shouting out to the sold-out crowd. And now, 18 months later, John has been carried away by violent forces. He's ended up in a grim and lonely prison cell just outside of Jerusalem, Herod the great king, that vassal king, that master manipulator has John under his thumb and John is feeling like his days are numbered. What's John crying out about now? Herod, God will come and bring vengeance to you. You just wait and see. My God will win. Nope. Instead, John's tune and his tone and his essence is dark. No cries in the hinterland, no riverside rallies. Instead, behind cupped hands, through iron rods from his prison cell, he asks one of his baptized students, Is Jesus the one? Ask him for me, please. I I need to know. Ask him, are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? There, I said it. Now go, 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 go. John the doubter? Really? John the failed follower? Wow. This baby cousin who flipped in his mother's womb 30 years earlier and affirmed that Jesus was the Son of God, is now asking, are you the one? Tisk, 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 John. Or do we say, thank you, thank you, John. I feel you, man. I get your questions, your ponderings, 
the honest wrestling of your heart. Grant helped us this morning with that doubter's prayer, allowing us to be in that place of questioning, wondering, maybe a place of reservation and wanting some hard questions answered about the arriving one. Is he coming? And what's he doing? And why is he not visiting me in this place of loneliness or despair? Where are you? Can we admit that we're restless? We're anxious? And if so, that might help us better hear the promises of Jesus. You tell John. Tell John that the blind see, the lame walk, the ones with skin diseases have been cleansed. Ears have been opened. The dead have come back to life. Hear the good news. God is with them. And then Jesus speaks to the wider crowd, and I suspect that John's friends hear this as well. John's a prophet, the best prophet you'll ever hear. He's the one who Malachi wrote of 400 years ago, the one who would come from the desert places and prepare the way. Not only the best prophet, but he's the best human. No one in History is greater than John the baptizer. But in the kingdom that he prepared for you, the lowliest person is ahead of him. I need a drink. I need to hydrate because I'm going to sing a song. (laughs) In these unusual days, I've been pondering that uh, Johnny Mathis Christmas song, We Need a Little Christmas, right this very minute. But I've been turning it into an Advent prayer. We need a lot of Advent right this very minute. Jesus fixed this mess because we're so deep in it. We need a lot of Advent. Oh, God, give us some deliverance. We need a lot of Advent now. Ba-doom, boom, boom. <laughs> and I jest, of course. But that, that prayer has kind of been changed by the story this week. Because it seems like Jesus is not as anxious about these days as we might want him to be. And instead, he promises that the poor and the lowly, the ones who are most unlikely to get it, are a part of the presence of the kingdom of heaven. The dream of God being done here on earth through the poor, the lowly, 
Jesus says that the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. The least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. Is that you? Is that me? Could that really be true? And if we're a part of this humble, lowly crew, then what are we to do while we watch and we wait and we try to trust in these days? How do we rest in God's promises? How do we worship? How do we respond? How do we see? How do we hear? I want us to pause for just 10 or 15 seconds with those invitations. How do we rest? Respond. Worship. See and hear. How do we join God in what we believe is God's good, plodding forth, healing, tending, mending work in the world? I would suggest that we take a cue from the reading that we heard from Isaiah 35 today. The words from the prophet Isaiah that Jesus was also quoting when he talks about John. These words are words of encouragement. These words are words that put images in our hearts and our imaginations of who we might be. Strengthen the weak hands. Make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong. Do not fear. God will come and save you. That's good news that the God of mercy and justice and grace and power comes to save us. And the Spirit's voice and the Spirit's power, we pray, will, will move in us so that we might move and we might come alongside, so that we might serve and be a people who usher in God's arriving presence. And maybe it's those themes of Advent that we're spending time with in these weeks. How do we usher in hope? How do we accompany God in bringing peace? How do we be a people who find joy even in the dry and parched places? As we think about being this kind of Advent people, I want to draw your attention to the pink insert that has this prayer on the back called Shalom. It's a Eugene Peterson prayer. It's from his book of prayers called Holy Luck. And I'll invite you to carry this prayer with you this week. And also today, the bold face print is the prayer response that I'll invite you to share. Strong God of Jacob, dear Lord of hosts, God of the fathers, Lord of the lost, dissolve our terrors 
quiet our fears. Whisper your kind shalom. All laws are broken, all peace disturbed. Rumors of wars unsettle our hearts. Our loves are ruined, our hopes decayed. Love us, speak shalom. Rough ocean waters drown us in doubt. Volcanic thunders shake our response. Sinai is shattered, Galilee churned. Firm our faith with shalom. Plunge us in Jordan's baptismal stream. Dig us a deep Samaritan well. Waters to wash the guilt from our land. Cleanse us and sing shalom. Great God of refuge, near God of help, wreck the armadas of sin and death. Be quick in mercy. Be swift in love. Save us and make shalom.